Hey, we have a fire show for you today. We have big, big news in the AI video world. OpenAI has released Sora, their text-to-video model. Google has released Gemini 1.5, and one of the best parts of Gemini 1.5 is its multimodal, especially image-to-video search capability. We're gonna break down both of these, what it means for your business, we're gonna show some great examples, and we're gonna give you some ideas of how to use them as they roll out access to everyone. That and so much more on Marketing Against the Grain. There is no secret formula for scaling customer support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new HubSpot Service Hub, bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with AI-powered help desk, all so you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Kieran, we were just living a normal day yesterday and Sam Altman decided to pick another fight with Google. Yeah. We were just having a normal Thursday and things got out of control. When he's not trying to raise $7 trillion, he's launching things on the Thursday to try to steal the press from Google's Gemini 1.5 Pro launch, which we're going to cover a lot of Sora, but we will cover a little bit of Gemini 1.5 because it is an impressive release. But I wanted to kick off with a quick, cool GIF and hand the floor to oh, you. Oh, I love GIFs. Because you talked a little bit on a tweet yesterday around OpenAI's launch strategy, which I love the kind of aggression between these different companies. And this kind of describes a little bit what's happening, right? Like <laughs> every time <laughs> Google tries to launch something, here comes OpenAI with a more impressive launch and steals the entire PR and internet attention away from Google. So why don't you go maybe describe what you covered in your tweet? Yeah, yeah. For folks tuning in, this is the scene. We're recording this show on a Friday. You're probably gonna watch it on Tuesday, a couple days after this all happened. And what happened is that Google released Gemini 1.5. And we were all really excited. We were like, whoa, this is awesome. It's a great multimodal model. It has a 10 million character context window. <sighs> That's amazing. And that was the morning. And then in the afternoon, Sam Altman said, hmm, Google, you had a big announcement. Well, I'm going to one-up your announcement because that's what I always do. He has a history of doing this. And he announces Sora, which is OpenAI's text-to-video model. We're going to talk about that in a second. But basically what happens, Sam's strategy, which I tweeted about, which is like, Google makes a big announcement. He just waits around. I am convinced that Sam just has stuff in his back pocket. Like he's <laughs> like, oh, you know, we don't have to release this this week. We could wait until Google tries to release something. And Google does their release. That same day, he has a much bigger release that upstages Google. The entire internet is losing their minds over Sora. We're going to talk to you more about why in a second. Then, what did Sam do? He took to Twitter and just asked for people, because Sora is not available for people to use widely yet. And so he was asking for people to tweet him prompts, and then he was tweeting back the videos of those prompts, basically doing real-time demos of this new model, doing amazing marketing. This is part of why they win, right? Because Sam Altman has realized that the Elon Musk approach to being yes. a founder is truly great marketing and Google are still launching things through a traditional large corporate way and Sam Altman is launching things in a modern internet way, right? Yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna hang out on Twitter and launch stuff right. in real time for two hours and just make it happen. And so if, you, if you're a marketer, your CEO, 
think about this. You're going to have to shift your strategy, more CEO-led, more aggressive, because the world is getting more aggressive on the marketing front. And then Sam has the audacity to post this tweet, which is like, OpenAI is the most talented and nicest group of people I've ever seen in one place, working hard on the hardest, most interesting, and most important problems. And basically, he's like, you should come work with us. So after he does this live demo, gets all the hype, he's like, hey, you've been following me. Don't you want to come work with me again? And so then he gets all these people excited about working at OpenAI. And then those people come build even better products so that they can show up Google again in the future. We're going to have a whole year of Sam just showing up Google. Like, I don't see any other path forward here. Google are taking some actual interesting shots at Sam and OpenAI actually as well. So in Gemini's 1.5, they have a big release paper. I think it's like 30, 40, 50 pages long. And so I watched multiple videos on it. There's two like kind of interesting Easter eggs in there. One of them is like really explicit towards OpenAI where they show a graph of Gemini 1.5 and comparable to OpenAI in terms of the amount of tokens or something it can take in through the API. Mm -hmm. And basically just shows you like, we are much better than Google through the API usage. But the one that's actually more interesting is I don't know the backstory of Sam Altman being apparently, quote unquote, let go by Paul Graham at Y Combinator, whether that is true or not. I think Sam debates that. But one of their examples they show in terms of how Gemini is really powerful for context windows is they trained it on all of the papers of Paul Graham. Now, it's interesting <laughs> they picked Paul Graham, right? Like you could say like there's some like interesting Easter eggs in that paper in terms of like trolling each other back and forth. Well, I, I got a couple of things. First of all, Valentine's week, February 24, I think, goes down as Alpha Dog CEO week. You had Zuckerberg come out and basically try to take down Vision Pro. You had Sam trying to one-up Google. Elon's doing his Elon thing. Very, like, high testosterone week this past week. And while the Google trolling is good, Kieran, I want to show you my favorite trolling that comes from the open AI side of things. And it is literally from the Sora product page. Right at the top, it says, all videos on this page were generated directly by Sora without (laughs) modification. And that is just a complete dig the fact that Google completely faked a lot of their last Gemini videos for their big keynote. Right. I love this. This is fun marketing. It's good marketing. It's both a shot at Google and exactly what you need the person reading this page to understand. Right. Exactly. It's actually a great product page. Right. If you're just like, hey, What's good product marketing look like? This is a good example of product marketing. Clear value prop. They got the three components here, capabilities, what can it actually do, how they care about safety, and the research behind it. And like those are the three things you're going to get on this page. And it's like all in the header. You actually have a background video of a Sora image right in the header. Really good page. Right. It does show you that arguably at the moment, OpenAI just have the public's affection in a way that Google don't, because Gemini 1.5 is arguably a comparable, if not better, launch than Sora. I know that's kind of probably controversial. Ooh, that is a take. If you go through the research paper, it is objectively a better model than GPT-4. You can actually look at all the comparables and text, audio, video. It's comparable, if not much better than GPT-4 in a bunch of different areas, better context, better on a lot of things. It's also multimodal from the ground up. We've talked about that from way back that they built multimodal in the ground up. So some of their demo videos are very impressive, but again, they are not being launched in the way that OpenAI launched. OpenAI have clearly give the model to a ton of influencers and designers and people who have really large audiences on Twitter. Like their launch is just more prevalent across the entirety of the internet. And Google just struggled to get the same sort of traction for their launches. And I think that is like a really interesting juxtapose of what's happening where you know you have one 
brand that is kind of using modern content marketing and internet awareness tactics. And Google are still kind of using the same sort of corporate way to launch products. But Gemini 1.5, it's a huge leap from where they have been. Like, I have to give credit to the progress that Google are making. Both huge announcements. I want to dive a little bit more into the Sora announcement in just a second. But I'd have to say, we do have to predict and call one thing. That the fall of OpenAI is going to be one of the most elaborate falls in history in terms of public sentiment. Right. I think the company is going to do great. But the public loves to build things up and then tear them down, right? And OpenAI is on that build-up path. And when that teardown happens, it's going to be ugly, which is why they are so focused on safety. It's why they're trying to be pretty open with their research, right? They're trying to prevent that steep fall from grace in public opinion. And you're seeing it kind of happen in real time. So as you're watching all these things come out, also keep in mind the drama, the story of what's happening here. So this is like buried in the technical paper. So only dorks like me read it. But like, if you look at some of the charts, it's not being secretive or like, oh, like we're no. better than no name. It's like, no, we're much better than OpenAI. Now the thing is OpenAI are clear that they only accept 128K. So everything after that, you would expect errors because it's like not part of the functionality, but Google are calling it like, this is how well it retrieves. But this is the one I thought was like really interesting, right? They used all of the essays of Paul Graham here as well to <laughs> show some of the advantages that Gemini Pro has over OpenAI. So I love this back and forth. I think it's super cool. And it's forcing companies to launch faster, do great work. I think one of the core takeaways, if you're a marketer out there, is that competitive marketing is getting more aggressive and more head-to-head -head just in the world. What you just showed was a great example of that. And if you're thinking about where to balance and lean on as you're doing competitive comparisons and everything, seems like it's trending a little bit more aggressive right now. Right. And I think that that is just because there's just more transparency and the buyers are appreciating that kind of direct honesty more and more. Right. Okay. All right. I want to show you my favorite video. I watched a lot of Sora videos. A lot. And this is my favorite. Bill Pebbles, who works at OpenAI. Mm, I saw this. He created a whole zoo video, a video about different animals in a zoo. And he called it Bling Zoo. So it's animals with jewelry. Like this turtle is iced out, just <laughs> diamond out. This monkey's wearing a crown, right? And it's Bling Zoo. It is hilarious. And it looks incredible. <laughs> Like the turtle, the tiger, like these animals look freaking incredible. Like, right. how did you enter a couple of sentences and get this? That is pretty mind-blowing. And do you know um, what's actually really mind-blowing? Everyone remembers the Will Smith eating spaghetti. <laughs> that was a year ago, right? Like when you actually look at the side-by-side -side comparable, and this is like the model today. And the prompt here was to have a woman describe the outfit walking down Tokyo Strip with like some neon lights in the background, right? And on the right-hand side, you could start to see it being part of a movie intro or an ad intro. On the left-hand side, you would never think to yourself, wow, like at some point I can start to use this Will Smith eating spaghetti video <laughs> in any kind of meaningful way, right? The evolution of this in such a short amount of time is the thing that I think is both amazing and definitely a little scary because it's just becoming so realistic so fast. One of the other ones I quickly wanted to touch on as well, because I think there's a real business here. It comes from Sam Altman's, because I was on his feed last night, because as you said, the cool thing he's doing is just taking requests so and then creating videos for people. But this one here is really interesting, right? Because the prompt is an instructional cooking session for homemade gnocchi, right? Hosted by a grandmother, social media influencer, and it had this set in. You can imagine, right? You can just create your own- Italian grandma influencer videos. Account for recipes yeah for sure. and, and you, so like 
You can create your own recipes. You can have them taught to you by AI. You can have a character. The backlash from some dude in Florida pretending to be an Italian grandmother is going to be hilarious. If you are HelloFresh, right? Oh, yeah. If you're a brand, go and crush it. I would integrate this into HelloFresh straight away. I'm a HelloFresh customer. I really enjoy it. The thing that would make it much better is having videos inclusive. Like if every recipe had a QR code and the QR code was an instructional video that was on YouTube, that the actual unit economics to do that is too high, right? Yeah. Every single recipe to create a video for is much too high. Not when you can have AI do it for you, right? AI can both create the recipe and then create the video for you. Now, the only thing is I will say the thing that you can still do to tell the difference between a kind of AI video and a real video, what do you think it is when you see this video? Hands? It's the hands. It's always the hands. It's the hands. The hands are really hard. Hands are the giveaway, baby. We're real. We got the hands. The thing that is going to save the human race <laughs> is being able to like see the funniness in the hands. But that was one of my favorite ones because I instantly saw it and thought, why there's an entire business you could create with this overnight. That was one of my favorites. I want to show one other because I think it's a different use case that's going to be really interesting, right? We've talked about this a little bit in the past, but this is an example of how you could use a model like Sora to animate still images. Imagine taking photos, different things, and taking them and making whole stories, whole videos, whole movies that are based on some picture you were able to capture out in the ocean or in a forest or in some type of environment, right? Like that's pretty mind blowing. Right. This is the multimodal aspect, right? That people yes. still think through, wow, I can go and create a video through text. You can actually add a image and create multitude of different videos from that image. There's a really great example of someone who uploaded a video and then created multiple different iterations of that video through the multimodal. The other one that I started to realize is gonna be huge. And I don't think it really dawned on me until I saw some of these examples is video games. Video games are going to be huge. This is an awesome example. This is a really good example. The prompt was drones navigating around Mars, but it looks much more like a video game than like anything, uh, you know, kind of a realistic video. But I think AI is going to be able to create whole immersive worlds. And again, yes. this is the content for one that we covered some time back where over the evolution of AI, I suspect things are going to get really weird, it's get so weird especially man. for marketers because people can create their own media for themselves. So how do you ever market anything to them? Like, I don't even know, like they have their own YouTube person that they've created, like their own podcaster that they've created. How you actually market to people in the future is going to be fascinating. So fascinating. We'll be right back. But before, let me tell you about another podcast I love. Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Ever noticed how the smallest changes can have the biggest impact? On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice. Nudge is fast-paced, but it's still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. Oh, and it's the UK's fastest growing business podcast. If you want an MBA's worth of insight in one podcast, this is the right show for you. Entrepreneurs will love this show because it's filled with repeatable proven studies, not hearsay and one-off success stories. You're going to love the show because I was interviewed by Phil. You can go check out my episode. And I recently listened to an awesome episode. It's called Six Scientifically Proven Persuasion Techniques. It's a must listen for anyone in marketing. Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. 
Well, okay. So we played around, we've showed everybody, we've talked about the capabilities of Sora. The challenge with Sora is that it's not out for any of us to use yet. And I think it's going to kind of be slowly rolled out because something we'll talk about in a minute, it does take a lot of compute right. resources. They're kind of compute constraint in rolling this out. Before we kind of finish off on Swara and we finish off on Gemini and everything for today's show, what do you think the core early use cases of really good text-to-video is? Because I want to go and do a little pat on the back, Karen. In our prediction show, one of the things we predicted is that 2024 was going to be the year of text-to-video, that AI video was going to have a massive breakout. Here we are six weeks into the year, and it's here. Right. Like, it is having a massive, massive breakout. What do you think... Some of the early use cases, if you were somebody and you were getting an early access to Sora over the next few weeks or months, what would you be doing? I think it means that those stock videographer sites are obsolete, right? So there's a lot of marketing material people make, a lot of things that companies make where they go to these kind of stock video sites and get these snippets and integrate it into an overall video or integrate it in an overall marketing campaign. And so I think it's at that level, right? It's not at the kind of, I can create a entire creative ad. I could be wrong, but, but I think the first iteration is not there. But I think the things that you're doing today where you're using this videos from a stock video library, you can actually get much better results just using Sora. The other one that I think is really interesting is instructional videos. Yes. That's why the cooking one really resonated to me is, wow, I can actually create these kind of educational videos to go with all of the text content that I'm creating. That to me is another early use case that might be really good. Like I want to talk about that just for a second because like we rolled out a big update to the internal version of HubSpot Serum that we use at HubSpot to all of our sales team. Last week, Kieran, like a whole revamped of how they do prospecting and a lot of their workflow. It was amazing. And we rolled it out using Heijin with AI Alex, which was just an avatar we created in Heijin Dope. that did like a perfect, right. best possible version of like a three-minute training video for a sales rep. Exactly. And so what you're saying is, as AI video gets better and better, those use cases just become ubiquitous, and there are so many of them. Think so of all many. the things we use Loom for. Think of all the things we use Zoom recordings for. Even a lot of the text-based education, like you said, that we're going to take into short form video and even mid form video is going to be pretty amazing. Right, and when we get into Gemini 1.5 Pro, I have a kind of take where I think that this is part of the reason that YouTube is likely gonna become the premier search engine in the future versus like a Google or anything else. On that, you know, we talked a bunch of listener feedbacks and one of the negative feedbacks we got was like, y'all try to make us watch on YouTube too much. Sometimes we just wanna to listen to the audio. It's like, there's a reason we want the YouTube. The YouTube is where we believe the future is. Is 100%. Doesn't mean we're ever gonna abandon the audio, but we are going to be all in on the future of video. And the YouTube is always gonna be the best experience because you and I just have deep conviction that that's the future. That is the future. Like this is multimodal, right? You have to start to learn how to create things in multiple formats and we have the audio and so you have the choice for the user. I just believe over time, the user will start to prefer YouTube and I, part of it is actually that we're actually gonna have this whole boom of video created around tons of educational topics and do it at scale. And where are they all gonna live on YouTube? I think today there's, 3,600,000 videos uploaded to YouTube every single day. I can see that being like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10X. I don't know how much can Google can handle, but like when you actually add AI. Oh, it could easily be 10X. Right. The complexity of the algorithm and discovery is going to completely change. That is the thing that I want to cover on Gemini Pro. One thing I wanted to show actually real quick, because I think this is a great video. You, you talked about the base compute, right? So like, what's the biggest barrier of these models getting better? Yeah, like why aren't we all using Sora right now is kind of the question, right? Yeah, and why does Sam Altman want to raise seven trillion to build <laughs> chips? Because he knows compute is the biggest limiting factor barrier 
to actually reach an AGI. It's compute and it's energy, right? Compute so it's and like, how do we get low cost energy and how do we get compute up? This is why a lot of people are starting to think that the only barrier to actually achieve an AGI is not in how the models are trained or some sort of breakthrough there, but actually just- Raw compute. Compute, <laughs> which is why <laughs> we need 10% of the world GBT to start making these different chips. It's compute stupid, basically. Kieran, you came out with a hot take at the beginning of this show, which I think flew under the radar, that you thought the Gemini announcement was more important than the Sora announcement. And this is Gemini 1.5. Why? Why is it more important, Kieran? Well, the actual context window, like the token land is a million. Like you can actually train the model. You can add an incredible amount of data to improve your interactions, right? But like one of the things that I really stuck with me is this here. One of the videos that Sundar was showing the kind of real value of Gemini and you'll kind of get an idea why I was so excited by it. So this is a 44 minute video that they uploaded. It's some incredible stuff. So they have a 44 minute silent old Sherlock Holmes video, right? <laughs> Yeah. And so the, the first thing they did, which was really interesting, was they said, find me the place in the video where someone takes a coin out of another person's pocket. Ooh, and then you that's... can actually say, tell me what that person was doing. And I can give you the exact context of what was happening within that scene. But this here is even more unbelievable. So look here on the left-hand side, you see the sketch that they've uploaded here? Yep. So they got the exact scene. That's wild in the video from this sketch, which is just like a pretty basic drawing of like water falling on someone. Pretty basic. That is the most basic drawing you could ever do. Right. It's literally a stick figure. Think about this, right? YouTube today, depending upon how you measure it, if you measure it based upon monthly active users, it's the second biggest search engine in the world. Now, if you measure it based upon search processed, it's not because it's not a text-based engine, it's a video-based engine. Yeah. I think in the future, we will measure quote-unquote search engines based upon monthly active users, not search volume processed, because you actually see a lot of these AI chat products move into subscriptions. Like Gemini Pro itself is actually gonna be a subscription, you get a free trial. And so today, YouTube is the second most popular search engine on the planet. And it's terrible at search, right? Because it's video-based. But there's just a whole vast amount of content hidden within YouTube, which is why I think Google have a huge head start on OpenAI in terms of having better models. They do, they do. And I think Gemini Pro unlocks YouTube as a search engine. If you combine that with the fact that we're gonna be able to create educational videos with our own avatars, like everyone can be a YouTube influencer because I don't have to be on camera. I can have the AI be the influencer. I can have the AI create the instructional video. I can have the AI upload it to YouTube. So YouTube actually grows exponentially in terms of the amount of content. Now that in and itself would be a problematic if not combined with Gemini Pro 1.5, which unlocks all of this content as a search engine. So you can imagine, I could say, find me all of the places within all of the videos on YouTube that Steve Jobs talked about how to do incredible product launches and yeah. then build me an app that has the playlist of those clips. Why would I ever go and do that in text again when I can just go and build a whole course from Steve Jobs? Yeah, why are people ever gonna search with text again? Should actually be one of the big takeaways of the Gemini 1.5 launch, right? The I have for me was how well the multimodal works, which is the example I give you, but there was yeah. a multitude of different examples where they just added sketches and they added different elements, the text, audio, and video. Plus, if you actually read the research paper, it's better today than GBD4 and all of those different things. But to me, the aha moment was like, wow, it makes video searchable. It turns video into like a search commodity. The video search is dope. And video is 
probably better than like most web pages, right? Most of the content on YouTube is better than most traditional web pages. Which is interesting, right? Because if text to video creation takes off, video search has to get 10x better, right? Because right? we're just going to have a multitude of video exactly. that we're not going to be able to figure out and we're never going to be able to properly label it and tag it with text and do all the crap we do now. That's why I think those two launches combined were actually really interesting. They were very interesting, Sora actually. allows us to create video en masse and in particular, like the educational video is where I think most people will start. And Gemini 1.5 Pro, it turns that into like a real commodity for Google. Yes. And so Google kind of win because like all of the open AI source stuff gets uploaded onto YouTube and YouTube get to commoditize that and turn it into like really valuable search content for users. It's actually very complimentary. After this announcement, you're like, oh, open AI is leading the text to video race. Google is well positioned to keep owning the video search right. race. And so all of those videos created in OpenAI, Google's gonna monetize with ads. Right. You know, and it's actually very interesting for both companies involved. YouTube is the single greatest acquisition of all time. Oh, it's, it's not even close. Someone would need to like, tell me what's even close to being as good of an acquisition as that company. Instagram and WhatsApp are the other two, right. but YouTube is the best acquisition a company ever did. We'll have to do a whole feature show on that. Okay. What else? Is there anything else before we go to feel like we covered a lot of ground? So we could end on Yulia, who's coming on the show, friend of the show. Oh, yeah, this is good. So why OpenAI objectively are just a large company doing incredible work in terms of launches, right? Like, how are they operating at such speed? And the speed we showed you, the great comparable is Will Smith, an odd version of Will Smith, eating spaghetti in reverse, like he's actually just getting coming out as mad instead of going in, to today, a year later, a model that can probably fool most people. You can create videos and you would never know an AI created them. And so she kind of posted this, which was really Sam's take on how you build a company that operates at speed. And he talked about a couple of things here, which we can kind of just end in, which is concentrate on a small number of bets with high conviction. Yep. I think you and I believe that stuff totally. as well, right? And it's better to not be spread too thin. Communicate clearly and concisely. Huge. We've talked about this, simple and repeat, simple and repeat. Number one in my book. Dude, I love this one. Fight bullshit and bureaucracy. <laughs> yes. Every time you see it, get other people to fight it too. It's so good. Right. Do not ship your org chart. Do not let your org chart get in the way of doing great work. Outcomes are what count. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Do not let good process process. Process does not matter. Outcomes are what matters. Spend more time recruiting. I give you a lot of credit for this. I think this is one of the things you are exceptional in that. You have always taught people in HubSpot, hire talented people, everything else, take care of itself. You obsess over that. It's all details after that, baby. And then superstars are even more valuable than they seem. You and I have talked about this yes. for a couple of people in HubSpot where we had to go to bat for them. And we were like, there's a big difference between someone who is this good and someone who is second. Like the difference is just do anything you can to like go to bat for them. It's not a linear curve, it's an exponential curve, right. right? Between the very best people and even very good people. So I think all this to say that Sam is a really great CEO, an incredible leader, and that company are shipping fast, but wow, they have some competition. They have some real competition in Google and these other open source models that are trying to catch up. But Sora is, I think, another chat GPT moment for them, and they keep getting these launches right. Definitely. Exciting moments in AI. We are really six weeks into the year, and exciting stuff is already happening. As Sora rolls out, as we do early experiments with it, we will come back and do future shows. I'm sure you'll hear from us a lot about AI text to video this year. I think it's gonna be one of the core themes of this year. It's gonna be a lot of fun. 
We will see you all very soon on the next episode of Marketing Against the Grain.